There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And the Yonko table is serving up another helping for Netflix animation with Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Definitely a new series that caught most of us here at the table off guard with its announcement and just the show in general this is fresh off the heels of us covering uh castlevania nocturne which was the last netflix animated special and uh we got a lot to talk about with uh this particular show both <laughs> it was a roller coaster it was a roller coaster for certain but with me as always is fellow yonko grandmaster hoop grandmaster i ask you this Every time we cover something new on the pod, is it bet has it met the bar of quantum mania? Yes or no? Please stop leading with this. Nobody cares. And <laughs> also care. these two <laughs> we no, care. these things are so <laughs> unrelated from one another. Please is it better let's than move on. the fans want to know? Is it better than You don't than compare these things? You don't compare these things. You really don't. You really don't. This is its own entity. It is its own thing. To say one is better than the other is not telling of either experience. So I shall not. Moving forward. Either way, we have fellow supernovas here to deep dive Captain Laserhawk today. Viene, viene, Pagan Dr. Mondo. Get ready to spread that butter with Toasty. And all right, let's get into it. I I got to feel the room out for this because I, I... Listen, I went in blind to this series, all right? I had zero expectations about anything involved with this show. The, the most I knew about was Rayman's in it. That's I didn't I even know that. I didn't even know this show was going to exist. Like, that's... I... Its existence caught me by surprise. <laughs> like, but wow. <laughs> like the first three seconds, I was like, hey, wait, I, I recognize this. <laughs> what is this? I, I think I've heard of the show like like through random trailers from like a few months back, but like I, I never paid it any mind. I just saw it as, oh, it's a it's a like a cyberpunk futuristic 80s inspired show, and it's gonna have fun. And that's that's all she wrote. But then, but then I saw my boy Rayman, and I'm a Rayman stand. Grandmaster, are you a Rayman stand? Did you did you play the OG Rayman on the PS One with the the? I'm the, shaking the, my hand. Cool, Look at me. Look at me. Hold on. Look at me. Shake my hand. Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64. Rayman Two. Rayman's Great Escape. Instant Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc. Shaking my head. Instant Classics. <laughs> I've, I'm, I've never played a Rayman. Oh, you're you're, you're cutting off. I, I I can tell that um that that you're a fan. 
you're an instant fan because of how much your connection uh -oh. just broke right frozen? here. Can you see you're me? very frozen right now. Very frozen. Oh, um, oh can, can you see me now? Yes, as I was saying, Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc, Rayman Origins, Rayman Legends. I have not played a single Rayman game. I have not played wow. a single Rayman game. But you played every Arkham. You played I every Arkham. Played... You played. <laughs> We're talking about famous, like, video game. Oh, boy. Was, I, I was Team Spyro in my early video game days. So Team there you go. Spyro. Not even Crash. You didn't give Crash any respect? Uh, no. It was We were Team Spyro fighting wow. Nasty Nork. Not even so, Sly Cooper? Listen, Sly Cooper's after Spyro's. Oh, boy. You Pro see, you're, you're, you're cutting off We're talking off PlayStation 1 days. I don't PlayStation know. PlayStation 1. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. That Can you hear me now? That connection's yes. implying that there's some truth to be dug up here. I so. don't think there's any truth to uncover. I did not play Rayman. Uh, I will say, as far as the contents of this show goes, um, I recognize the Assassin's Creed robe. So, uh, put some, put some uh, respect uh, on uh, that name. Goodness, Assassin's Creed. That's that's where your knowledge starts I, and ends with this. Uh, yeah. Yes, it Absurd. is. Yes. Toasty, mm, I, Toasty, I, help help me out here. Are, are you a Rayman stand, or 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 are, are are you basic? Are you a Rainbow Six stand? Um, no, I didn't play Rayman either as a kid. <laughs> oh, uh, so I was the only one here other than God. Oh, Doctor Von is the yeah. only one with taste. I played it. I was. I love Rayman FIFA. too. <laughs> I was busy playing FIFA. You know, um, that's my kryptonite. So no, I never played Agreed. Rayman. My FIFA is my kryptonite as well. So there I, we go. I understand. I understand. <laughs> absurd. Quality game. <laughs> Quality so game. Just, same, just the same shit 10 years running. And we're still playing <laughs> the same recycled <laughs> remember, roster. I'm sure you remember whenever there was the World Cup, you had to buy two games because you had to buy the FIFA game and then the World Cup edition of oh, the game. Oh yeah, like that 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 is some ge that is some genius PR right there. And we suckers do, and we suckers buy it. Yep. I, I'm sure if it was an Ubisoft IP, it would have appeared here as well. I'm sure it would have. Um, yes. But okay, we're 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 either we barely knew the characters, or we didn't know any of them going into it. I know about Rayman, so yeah. Oh, no, but uh, okay, so 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 you knew at least about like Rayman's exist. You know Rayman, Grant. Push shaking your head. Grant. I know Rayman, you know but Rayman. I didn't know this. Dude, I did not know. I had not seen oh, any oh, trailer. This, I had not seen anybody insane. talking about this show. Your your connection is out of this world, Grandmaster. I don't just know what like, to say. Just like this show, you know. Just like you know what? Dr. Just Ronda, like Rayman, he, who's he, technically he, out of this world. Just too. like just like Rayman. Correct. Correct. I'll just, um, I'll just well, sit I mean, this one out. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. <laughs> Reestablish your connection, and you can sit. You can sit in and give your give your hot takes because we know you got hot takes on a show like this. But I mean, I mean, let's let's get into it. You know, uh, Captain Laserhawk, right? Um, so from what we know of this series, um, it is based off of Far Cry Three. 
for, specifically Far Cry 3's DLC, which was uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. And it was this like neon dystopian 80s inspired, um, uh, you know, city, this 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 megatropolis of a game. And it had, it had all this cheesiness, this 80s pop, this 80s uh, cringe. But people liked it. I liked it. It was a fun series uh, back then. Or I'm sorry, a fun DLC back in the day. Um have you guys ever played that DLC? Have you heard of that DLC before from Far Cry 3? I've heard about it, have not played it. I see, I see. Toasty? Uh, yeah, I don't live under a rock, so yes, I heard about it. Ah, um, yes, good. I also did not play it. I was not going to buy it with Ubisoft DLC. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh my. Okay, I yeah. see. I see what you mean. <laughs> Gotta spend um, the money on FIFA. Yes, where if you spend money on Ubisoft DLC, you will have money for FIFA, of course. Um, and so okay, title character Captain Laserhawk, um, working together with Alex Taylor, episode one. It's first off, this season's only six episodes, uh, twenty minutes, twenty to twenty-five minutes apiece. So very digestible series. Um, I really don't even know where to start with this because this show goes in so many different directions, but I mean, let's just, I guess, paint the picture, right? It's like I said, eighties inspired, like neon, uh, cyberpunk esque world mythos that's populated by characters from Ubisoft's, uh, brands. So we mentioned Rayman, uh, before we mentioned Far Cry. Um, there's some other characters in here. Um, we got Jade and Paige from Beyond Good and Evil. We have uh, the Niji Six, where it's not a direct reference, but it's it's a reference nonetheless to Rainbow Six, another Ubisoft uh, IP. Um, Doctor Mondo's favorite, uh, Bullfrog, Assassin's Creed. Let, full full rip right now. Bullfrog was the best character. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> Bull, percent. Bullfrog and was the best down. one. Down. Holy crap! It's I the, the fact that this man was French and he was a frog. No, like one of the most badass action scenes. Just like the trash, even the trash talk he has. It's like, oh yeah, I have this special power. You want to see? Let's see which of you breathe like stops breathing first. Boom. <laughs> He had he had like a weird power, no? Like like he 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 had this thing with like bubbles, uh, like he could yes. pop up a random bubble, yeah. and he could yeah, like and, he could, and the bubble could show like the past or the future. Like it, it was. I thought it was like, also the present. And also, I mean, the he present. doesn't need the, does he need the present though? If he's living the present, I mean, depending on the situation, if they're going into a place, they can use the bubble to see what's inside of the place. I honestly, I I know for sure it was at least the future and the past maybe there was a type of like clairvoyance where he could like see what's going on in like other rooms or something um but uh bullfrog great character uh how do we feel about dolph dolph laserhawk our main character indifferent good character what do you guys think about him he was all right he was okay, Toasty. Um, yeah, I mean, oh. Bullfrog was so much better of a character compared to him. That's what makes it so difficult. Uh, I think I he was like more every fun. Time Bull... Yeah. Yeah, I... every time Bullfrog was on the scene, I was laughing. 
Um, I knew he was going to be a badass. He was going to drop a quote. Like at the end when Raymond walked into the prison and he was sitting by the chair and you think he's going to say something stupid, but he's just eating. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah, you see? Yeah. It was the scene at the end when Raymond went to see him in the prison. Stuff like that. I feel like every scene with him was interesting. It's like, I loved how he could switch from like badass to funny to insightful on a whim. Yeah, he was yeah. very he was very charming. Throughout the series, I, it was just I, like, what? What I, am I gonna get with him? I, I feel like Bullfrog is a combination. Like he he's clearly from Assassin's Creed. I mean, he fights like an assassin. He has the assassin's robe. But I think directly, he's a mix of a bunch of assassins from from Ubisoft. So he's got like the charm of Ezio. Definitely. Um, he, he's got the badassery of like Connor with like, you know, him sw- flipping his blades and jumping all around the room. Um, he, he has some Edward Kenway in there. Like he he's an he is like the best. He's a mix, of, of, the, he's the a mix of all the assassins. He's a mix of all these, even his robe, like like his robe, like the like his his jacket, like some of it is a mix of like black flag while also a mix of like two. And I'm like, you know what? I, I I dig this. This is really nice. He, he he's ripping off. I mean, not, not not ripping off, but he's inspired by all these other characters. Definitely, so, definitely, definitely like that about uh about Bullfrog. Um, but good. Other other character, Sarah Fisher. Sarah Fisher. Um. So right. So we get introduced to Sarah Fisher at the, this is where the plot well we get gets, well, like, we get introduced funky. like pretty pretty early on pretty early on but we don't know who she is until later on right right sarah fisher is definitely an interesting character we're introduced to her at at first as the warden um pretty much uh amanda waller of the pretty literally this show (laughs) i I had no idea what vibe it was going for when you know from episode one until we got to the end of episode one which was um the you know the whole thing where it's like hey all you misfits are gonna work for me you're gonna go on dangerous missions to um to you know on eden's behalf that was literally suicide squad it's it was it's literally suicide squad um which is okay which is okay we we love right suicide squad for the most well, part, I mean, the James Gunn suicide. Squad. Ah, the suicide squad. Good choice. Good choice. Yes, I agree. I agree. I, I know Grandmaster Hoop's a fan of the David Ayer cut of suicide. Yeah. Squad. Mm-hmm. Correct. Co- correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Big fan. <laughs> um, but all I needed this show to do was say, so what are we? Some sort of some kind of Captain Laserhawk Blood Dragon <laughs> remix. And that's when they can roll the credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I needed them to say. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. We got Sarah Fisher, Paige and Jade. Mm, Paige and uh, Jade. We also have Dolph's love interests. Dolph's love interest. Alex Taylor. Alex Taylor. So we get introduced to them. You know, first episode. Uh, they're a dynamic duo that's uh, you know essentially been working together, um, hijacking you know convoys and uh, security transportation just to to meet ends meet. This is this is your typical '80s type of plot where 
characters are just in it for themselves they're badasses they're mercenaries all that stuff but then oh the the big plot twist alex taylor betrays dolph laserhawk i think that set a good tone for the story moving forward because every turn that this series went in it was so unexpected uh the the alex taylor betrayal was in episode one right i think uh, at yeah. the end of episode one right yeah it was uh it was at the end of episode one and uh <laughs> and that's how we get introduced to the warden and the other characters that are um you know with dolph and whatnot uh wh let me ask you guys this we're, we're because i know we're all over the place on how we feel about the show overall um episode one were you hooked on episode one or did you need to keep watching for it to kind of build up a little bit? Were you, cause I can tell you right, right off rip. As soon as this smiling man appeared on, on screen, I, I was in it. I was in, it. I'm like, okay, this is funny. This is Ray, man. He's like a news anchor. He's uh, like given uh, the, the update with Eden and how the, the rebel terrorist group is like wrecking havoc throughout the city. I, I I loved it. I loved it. Um, uh, yeah, I was. I think I was hooked after that first episode because I was like, first episode, okay. Because I was just like, one, I, I came into this show like completely blind. I didn't know this show existed until like I saw your text. That's how. That's uh. how. And I didn't. I didn't know what the heck it was about. I didn't know anything about Ubisoft being part of the show, all that kind of stuff. You know, I just remember me starting the first ten seconds, and I see dead sec, and I'm like, what the. <laughs> De dead sick and oh, I'm just, beautiful. what the hell just happened here uh and then i see rain and i'm like what no but it was like it threw me for a loop like the betrayal and all that and just like okay so where are they gonna go from here and mm -hmm. the show does a great job of of making you feel oh, okay i've seen this before they're playing with these tropes and then they just flip it on its head. I think that's what the show does best. Um, it, it is tropey. You're right. Um, but I feel like it's it's purposeful mm -hmm. in its tropiness because it, it is inspired by those type of films and storytelling tropes that we've seen from like the 80s. Your typical cliches where you have betrayals, you had revenge plots. Um, you, you had, <laughs> you had steamy love interest. It was, it was good stuff back then, but obviously over time you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's a little, uh, you know, dried and done. We've seen it a million times, but I feel like they do it. Like you said, they flipped it on its head in this particular story, a grandmaster episode one, were, were you hooked? Did you need to see Iron Man or, or what, what was your take on episode one? Um, I wasn't necessarily hooked. Oh, great God! Because <laughs> that's such a bad thing to say. Um, again, I just I didn't know about this show, so I didn't uh know where it was going. So, episode one, I mean, and I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I have no prior knowledge to Captain Laserhawk. So like you don't the need moments, it. you don't need it though. I you don't. However, you were giving me some insight prior, so I feel this this is a show. It's probably best, honestly, to go in blind, uh, namely because 
uh i don't know i feel it, it's it kind of heightens your experience but either way so you know episode one they had the moment where it like switched to a 8-bit arcade game that where... was so cool i love so, that yeah so here's what here's what i'll say here's what i'll say that hooked I... me that didn't hook you let me explain <laughs> explain I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the episode that hooked me but um it's not episode one okay uh but i rewatched episode one i watched it by myself and then i just rewatched it with nino desplazado because he had not watched it either and then okay. that's when I started to really appreciate what they're doing here. And I really started to start peeling it back to what it really was. And it was reminding me of, it was like Scott Pilgrim in a sense. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's not a video game adaptation, right? It is very much though, a tribute to video games. Yeah. And mm. that, it happened so much in the series that I thought I had to give them their points for that. Cause I thought when I, when I, when I finally looked at that scene again, like where it was like that eight bit and then it turned into Nino and I were sitting there like uh, when Dolph was first fighting the rainbow group, right. uh, yeah. he's, he, he compared it to Contra. I was like, Oh, now he's moving like oh, Metroid. It, it was kind of like Contra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Cause then we'll jump to actual, you know, fluidity action and whatnot. So I was like, Oh, this is actually very well done. And I kind of like the animation art style changing. Um, but I know on my initial watch, I was not necessarily sold. I was shocked by the betrayal of Alex Taylor. And I found that to be, uh, just um i don't know it it didn't hook me but i was like oh shocking didn't see that coming um <laughs> and then very much too on my second on my second watch i was like oh man alex is a bad dude right off rip he kind of he's pulling at his heartstrings the whole entire time if you actually really pay attention to a lot of his dialogue so yeah um so that i'm already giving my second watch opinions but that's no, okay. I was not hooked on episode one. It was episode two that hooked me. Ah, episode two. I mean, that's kind of where you get kicked into high gear with the whole Suicide Squad um, element to the series. Um, you get what? After the betrayal of Alex Taylor, Dolph wakes up in like a, you know, the, the Supermax super prison. prison. A Supermax prison overseen by the warden. Who is Sarah Fisher? But we don't know her that, that she's Sarah Fisher just yet. Um... And she, uh, what's it called? Dolph is also in that Supermax prison with other Ubisoft IPs. Uh, we got, like we mentioned, Bullfrog. We have Paige and Jade from Beyond Good and Evil. Um, there was this other guy. Uh, I, I personally don't know him. I, I'm sure he's from Ubisoft. The boxer. But... Uh, the boxer. And apparently he's a... His name is Cody Rhodes. Cody he's a real Rhodes. boxer? He's a real no, boxer. No, 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 no. Wait, is he? No, like Cody Rhodes is from a video game. The one that's uh, inspired on a real wrestler is Kenny Omega. No, Cody Rhodes is a real person. He's a boxer. A real boxer or MMA? Or He's a real uh, professional wrestler. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, WWE. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. So His ring was... name is, Star is Stardust. Yeah, and he was playing himself. Yeah. Oh, he was oh, playing himself? Cool. It was him? Yeah, it was him. Wow. That's that's funny. Did Ubisoft um, make wrestling games or like 
not, WWE games? Not that no, either. that's EA, right? No, that's EA. I think it's no, I think it's Take Two or Two K. I'm not sure. It might be Two K. Um, oh, by the way, just the other, know, the I other did thing... enjoy Episode One since you asked gracefully. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, Toasty, just let you know. At, at any point, you could chime in and give your hot take. You don't got to ask I didn't for want to permission. Interrupt. But no, episode one, by the way, I did enjoy it um, because of the different art style. Like when they that, went to the video game, yeah. I like that part. It was it was like, nice. Like that to me just shows that this is a show being made by people that really are fans of the medium of video games. And they're just here to have fun. And yeah. when I see yeah. little things like that, like I saw Metal Gear Solid in there, like, you know, when they're sneaking around with Dolph and, and Alex. That was fun. I just, I saw that. I'm like, that's that's so funny. That's so cool. Well, we need to shout out the showrunner. and Addy? Addy Shankar. Yeah. Uh, this is his. I didn't uh, know this, but do you know his other big name credit? Who, Addy? Uh, Castlevania. Yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, it's yeah, part of, of his uh, bootleg universe. Uh, I did not know this guy's name prior to this show, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean, you didn't uh, like Castlevania, so no, it's not even that because, like, I thought I was following the behind the scenes of Castlevania enough as far as Powerhouse Studio, uh, Powerhouse, Powerhouse Studios animation. Oh, and by the way, he's also the showrunner for Assassin's Creed and Devil May Cry. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, well, those haven't come out so, yet, but so he's the executive producer of Assassin's Creed that is going to come out. And he's the showrunner and executive producer of Devil May Cry. Beautiful. What, right. They had a, that has a trailer, right? Devil May Cry. Yeah. The trailer came out like maybe two, three weeks ago. Okay. And then, yeah, he did both Assassin's Creed series. Uh, so credit to him. Uh, he really likes his video games. He likes uh, video games. And... But mind you, this, this was definitely more of a love letter. This one. Yeah, uh, like like you mentioned, it's not it's not really an adaptation of these characters in a way. Like it's not it's not like he's adapting the story of Rayman or right. Uh, he's, yeah. he, it's a sandbox show. It's, it's very a sandbox. much yeah. Uh, and what I'll tell you, watching this show and seeing what they did with it, I'm like, I hope Nintendo's taking notes. Oh, for what? <laughs> what? For, for, for the Smash for Bros. movie? Smash absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. This I is want the... Star Fox dropping F-bombs while he's doing a barrel roll. <laughs> Actually, honestly, honestly, uh, that wow. could work. Wow. That could work. Okay. Just, but it's like it's like watching this show for... So I'm going I'm to look at Bull as this example, you know. They could have easily, yeah, brought in Ezio. They could have brought in... That would have been the simpler you know, option. Right. But I actually really like the idea that this world is very colorful. It's creative. The characters can go from a super Sentai Power Ranger looking character to Rayman to a bullfrog. Oh, and instead of just giving us an Assassin's Creed character, they said, let's craft like the origins, the mythos into this story, but let's give it to this absurdly insane Mickey Mouse type of mascot looking character. And I thought that. Honestly, it was super clever because at first, by episode two, I thought it was a throwaway joke. Like, I was like, oh, he's, he's a, a bullfrog. <laughs> uh, I'm a, him an assassin. 
I'm like, okay. All right, joke's over. Joke's over. Very funny. He's Very Brian good. Shaw, the pun. Very good. But no, he's actually a full-fledged character. And I was like, oh, wow. And he's like actually badass. And he's actually have has depth to Insightful. Him. Yes. Wise. He's probably the most wise character of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Giving lectures on revenge and everything. Yeah. So I, 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 the whole concept I find very clever. Like many type of IP universes can really take note from here. Uh, right. I, I, I yeah. think you know because when 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 we see characters trans, uh, you know, I guess um, transferring to different mediums. Like if they start off as a video game and they get transferred to like a, a TV show or a movie. I think there's like this ironclad rule that people expect where it's like, you have to adapt exactly from the source material, exactly how they are. And to a degree, that is true. That is very true. You don't want to go full on uh, The Last Airbender 2010. You, you don't want to do what <laughs> they did over there. But you can just make something dumb and silly that has heart like Captain Laserhawk a blood dragon remix because i'm telling you when i was watching rayman give like uh i don't know like the the next like news forecast for like what's going on in the city i wasn't there i, I wasn't sitting there thinking like oh my god is he is he gonna fight the evil dark wizard from rayman one is he gonna fight the hoodlums at some point no because i just had fun with this version of the character that was just interesting enough and I think that's but, important. But that only works if the show is doesn't take itself seriously. If it's a comedy, uh, other adaptation that have changed the character, like in Halo, the TV show, which everyone forgot about, they did change the character slightly, but they messed it up because they took themselves too seriously. If this was a show that took themselves seriously, but they changed all of those characters, I doubt we we're gonna like it as much as we did right now. I think the comedy does play a role. And, yeah. and the enjoyment of the show. But I feel like at the same time, I like the show more. I like the show more than its comedy um, in the sense that it balanced a lot of things that shows like Halo that you're mentioning lacked completely. Yeah. Oh it did God. not have good character. Halo. It did not have good character. Did yeah. anybody finish not, the Halo series? I did not. I did. No, and, and I, I don't intend finish. to. <laughs> I finished it. It's it's. Uh, I, I've seen enough, and I know it, it's. Yeah, terrible. I think I saw. I think I saw the first two episodes, and that's it. That's all um, I need. And yeah, it's it's horrendous. It, it has terrible characters, terrible writing. I saw like the first, I think three or four episodes, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm done. <laughs> I didn't need no. that in this. I saw episode one, and I'm like, not only am I laughing. But I'm also engaged with the characters. I want them to succeed. And no, like, it's what? like they're they're interesting characters because it's like they kind of again, there's some depth to them. Uh, there's just not it's not that oh, you just threw in like a characters in a pot and just you know, let's see what happens. There is an element of chaos here, but the characters themselves, like you know there's like something more to these characters. They have a personality. And, right. They have a personality. Right. It's very interesting. Even Dolph, who at first, like, honestly, yeah, like, he's very much a Sasuke 
wanting revenge. Yeah. Like yeah. really just wanting revenge and nothing else. And then you have Bullfrog on the other side. Revenge is not it is not the way to go. No. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Mon ami. Mon ami. It's 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 definitely I think what's really great as far as when when you have these types of characters is that you know you may recognize them from their OG sources, but the show does not waste time mm-hmm. with exposition. Yes, you know, you're right. Not yes, sitting it's like, here. It's not. I think it's not even important. Like, let's say you didn't play a single Ubisoft game in your entire I, life. I think I've only played Assassin's Creed. No, game. but no, like, Rayman. No, but <laughs> I, but that's the thing. So, like, that's what makes the series so great. It's like, obviously, if you're a Ubisoft fan, you're going. It's like it's an added layer that you're going to enjoy the show. Right. But if you're if you don't know anything about Ubisoft, you go in blind saying I've never played any of these games in my entire life. I don't even enjoy know what the hell they're talking about. Immensely, it's still such an enjoyable show. Because right. you don't need to know anything about these characters to enjoy this show. And I, I think it goes into what Grandmaster Hoop was saying with its second episode, uh, which I imagine the hook, right, was the 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 thing with Jade. Yes. Was, um okay. that caught me off guard. Um absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was like, was, oh, there's stakes here. They're cool. right. Right. No one is no safe. One's safe. No one's safe. No and, right. and, and they do it in a way where I could see some people trying to spin it as, oh, it's 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 shock value. They just wanted to like kill off a character just to grab your attention. I I disagree with that. Um just because in that second episode alone, I feel like they did so much for Jade's character in the sense that I was growing to like her as a character. She had some quirks to her that were oh my like, gosh. funny. The whole bit with her and the tiger guard. Yes, I, that was so funny. Yep. Oh, where it was like a dating sim. Yes, yep. and you had to choose the responses. It that was, was so funny. That was so good, yes. That I loved, I absolutely loved that. And I mean, you know, some people might not get this because, you know, some people have never played Beyond Good and Evil or are aware of its development. There's a bit of a deep cut here with, you know, you remember the plot thread where um, she she didn't want to dress up. Um, uh, she didn't. Effeminate. A femme fatale. A femme right. Fatale. I don't want to be a femme fatale. Yeah. There's a deep cut to that, by the way. Um, back when Beyond Good and Evil was being made, um, you know, Jade is the central character of that story. But when they were making this game, they wanted Jade to not be an archetype for female characters uh, in video games because up until that point, it was Laura Croft. And what was Laura Croft? And that game was created for the Xbox One, right? PS1, PS2 era? The first Um, game, at least. The first game was like PS2. Game Xbox, GameCube, yeah, that yeah. generation. Um, but yeah, but yeah Laura the, Croft is definitely a femme fatale. But Laura Croft's a femme fatale. She's a back then she was like a sex icon in in the video game industry, and that was the expectation that female video game characters had to be like Laura Croft. They had to be hypersexualized. They had to be wearing like uh you know short shorts uh <laughs> busting uh chess and everything but ubisoft did not want to do that with jade 
they just wanted to make a character and have her just you know have her speak for herself and on the box cover she's like wearing like i think like jeans and yeah. like cargo yeah. pants um and that was not a norm back then in a way it was almost to the series detriment because that game was a commercial failure um, and we're still it, waiting for the sequel we're still waiting for the sequel 25 20 years later <laughs> we're never getting it um but i i like that because in this series you get that you get that deep cut layer where jade is telling the warden i don't want to dress as a femme fatale that that's not my type and i think that's so cool because these animators these writers did their homework and they integrated it as a little small plot detail in the story not everyone's gonna get it and that's okay but the people that are aware of it, they can make that connection and that it makes little lines like that just stick out that much more. I, at least for me, I saw that. I'm like, wow, that was that was nice. I'm glad she said that because that that goes back to history as to how her character was uh, was incepted. That's that's cool but, for me. But you see, my issue with it is that they kill her too early because I was hoping they could use their character to actually hype up their game, their sequel or prequel game they were supposed to create with her. Because the commercial came out, the trailer came out like five years ago. Ah, uh, you want Good her alive for product consumption. You're... Yes, what? I do. Because I've been waiting for that game. And I saw the commercial and I was hyped. And I was you're like, waiting for the okay. game you're... that you never played the original of. You're bringing your video okay. game once into this and not looking at it as a standalone as a show. Standalone show. That's true. Nobody's no, still want the video game. No, you can want it. You can want it. want it. And this might, maybe it will spark. Maybe it will be like, oh, let me do Actually, my research. Who is and this you know, character? With, with she might ending, still come back. We'll, we'll save it well, for the end. Yeah, we'll the save ending. it for the yeah. end because there's implications as to, hey, we may see her again. We don't know. But going back to episode two, I was I was already hooked with, with episode one. But in terms of me binging it right afterwards, that death scene with jade and Paige mm -hmm. is like freaking out uh, obviously uh you know she was killed oh. by pagan men uh yeah who's far cry far cry, far cry four, four. uh performed by troy baker in far cry four not, not in this series not yeah. in this series um but that definitely caught me off guard i'm like oh wow it's it's like you said no one's safe uh, anything can happen in this show. I thought there was going to be some twist where, like, I don't know, Jade had, like, cybernetics in her and that didn't hit a vital. And it's like, no, that's not the it case. Uh, Dolph, no, Dolph gave Dolph the go-ahead to the ward and say, blow her head. Blow her head, right head up so we can get the fuck out. And it's it, it was crazy. I, I, yeah, I was hooked. Well, once he said <laughs> blow her head, I was like, oh. Yeah, she's not coming back. She's not. Well, she's and, gone. But, but at the same time, uh, like, I kind of expected the death a little bit, just a little, because of one thing oh. she says. She Was says, it their talk in the beginning? With yeah, the, she says yeah. it's yeah. like, if my head blows off, I just want you guys to look away. There like, were death flags early. And yeah. that, that was like, oh, she's going to die. Right, right. I mean, also drop a comment along the line, like, if we do this, one of us is gonna die no matter what. She, she said yeah. she she had a conversation with Paige, who's her companion, her uncle figure, the pig, um, and 
they they had something along the lines of where they implied like, hey, if we don't make it out of this, uh, oh, he fell in but, love with her, a real beauty and the beast. That was really weird. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was super weird, just because well, she uh, called it out too. For she it called it out, weird. right? She's like, you're you're my uncle. I see you as an uncle. Like what? What is this? And <laughs> it was just super awkward and weird. Yeah, it was really awkward. She shut it down right away. Um, but either way, I mean, she she bites the big one in episode two, and um, I think in I think it's also in episode two, right? Do we see the breakdown of Rayman? Does he start like cracking? No, at no, 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 no. I think Rayman's breakdown comes at the end of episode. That's another twist. That's another twist moment with Rayman. Right. Uh, that was episode. That's three, at the yeah. end of episode three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like what what happens in the transition well, from two I to actually three. I can't remember how it works, but what they do, they do it perfectly because what we get, we always see the talk show Rayman and at the beginning then, of every episode. Uh, yeah. And the then beginning. some but at times then it would cut to Rayman drinking or doing cocaine and you think, oh, this is just Rayman in his off hours. Right. 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 And it's not until do you see Rayman watch Rayman on TV where he's like, what the fuck? And I think that's where they cut the episode. Oh, um, oh, it, it it was because of the, the um, you get introduced to the player of this show, the the prejudice that yeah. the hybrids, because so, so their society is split amongst humans, which are just normal people. And then the what the hell kind of creatures are these on the other side? So those are your hybrids. Those are your hybrids. Those are like your uh, pages, your uh, your bullfrogs, anyone that's non-human is considered a hybrid. And um, there's a scene, I, I think it's in episode three, like you mentioned, where um, Rayman is interviewing, um, I think this is after the Niji 6 face off against like Laserhawk and they stopped another terrorist attack uh, from the rebels. And I think, I, I think the red Niji he let loose a comment that slipped about like all like I think this is something along the lines of all hybrids are the same or all you hybrids are the same. And Rayman live on air is like, excuse me? What did you say? <laughs> and and the red DG, he, he didn't back down. He's like, I, I said what I said. <laughs> and I think that's when Rayman threw it back yeah. in his face. Um he swore up a storm live on television and the board of directors, which is that, that that's where you start seeing Rayman uh, cracking down, where you start seeing him like drinking. Oh, um, so I didn't even realize that is the moment that they replaced him. Oh, that wow. was when they were yeah. because they, you know, they, the board of directors, they came on the screen to tell Rayman, hey, uh, you messed up live on air. And Rayman was swearing up a storm saying, uh, did you hear what he wow. said about me? <laughs> on TV, that is so. Actually, I think it was so seamless for me. In my, I, I didn't even realize until Rayman realized it himself that he was replaced. I thought that actually, was so I, good. If I remember correctly, the, the Red Ranger wasn't talking about the hybrid. He was actually talking about the third party, which oh, no, were the, the aliens. Yeah, he was yes, talking about aliens. He mentioned the alien because they had just defeated two, like the two bunny. Oh my aliens. god, they the let the rabbit. Yeah, the yeah. rabbit. Yeah, right. they defeated right. the two rabbits, and he said, "Yeah, there's interdimensional scums or something." 
And Rain is, I was a refugee. I was a refugee. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So it's three different type of uh, characters. It's There's the, <laughs> the human hybrid and then aliens. And That's so monsters. good. When those, when I saw those rabbits, I was like, those are the rabbits. They're like yes! demented yeah. looking. They're raving rabbits. They look like monsters. Yeah. <laughs> they were kaijus. I was like, wow. So like that little bit, because I recognized clearly. And I was like, that's that's funny. That's actually really funny. They're, um, they're from the same world Rayman is. And, right. Um, I, 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 I saw someone. Uh, this is why. I liked Rayman as a character in here because I feel like there's a misconception going around on social media when they're bringing up this show and they're mentioning like, oh, Ray, is that the edgy Rayman? Oh, Rayman's uh, packing uh, two double shotguns and, <laughs> and Which Kimbo. I have, I have a Ray take Ma. on that. I have a take and, on that. And I, right. I do have thoughts on that as well. But I think at least as far as Rayman, like, you know, doing drugs here and drinking i feel like in a way it's realistic to the character now now right we all know rayman to a degree he's like your rated e for everyone mascot in a way he's yeah. kind of like mickey mouse to ubisoft that's what he is he, he's your kid friendly uh 2d or 3d side scrolling platformer and that's it that's all he is in his world in rayman's world good and evil is black and white there's no in between there's no gray, no gray area, zone no gray zone whatsoever so rayman coming into this world he gets in doctor well he goes to college good for rayman he went to college yes he, he got his degree <laughs> did, did his four years and everything and he's raised up as the spokesperson for eden and he's essentially like their mascot unbeknownst to him where he's telling people like eden's good eden's great these other groups of people that are trying to take you from eden they're like you know your your uh dead sec your marcus holloway they're a terrorist organization we are the heroes of this story rayman is very susceptible to this because a he wanted to be accepted in this yeah. new world and b yeah. there's no gray area he thinks like okay eden are the good guys they're protecting the their law and order in this world. They saved them, by they, the way. Because remember, he couldn't find a job after college because he kept getting kicked out. Exactly. He was an alien. Exactly. So for so him, he feels like he feels indebted, like indebted hmm. to Eden. Even though, and he like, he says that he said yeah. that. Um, he, like they they helped him when he was at his lowest. So for him to be, when he finally falls from grace and he starts doing things like drugs and alcohol, I'm like, you know what? Someone as pure as Rayman, I could see him being corrupted by this world's like, uh, you know, this is this world's uh, you know, drugs. It's alcohol. It's uh, it's women hybrids. Like you know that that, that sushi thing he was eating at the end of episode three, off of that yeah. cowgirl. <laughs> um it, to me this was a take on the character where it's like if you dropped him into this world this is a scenario that could turn out for him for 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 better or worse and um yeah no it's uh i i i loved this take on the character but 
there is a scene later on what that we all know uh you know with the whole slick back hair Ramon Ramon <laughs> Eddie Eddie he goes be the it. best yeah. character that like that scene killed me no but it, honestly you know a part of me wanted to see Raymond just jump off the building and helicopter down Oh, oh, hell, oh, oh, with his, with his, uh, his hair. Yes. His hair, yes. A part yes. of me or just like punch someone with, like, I wanted him to, I mean, he did like a judo chop with his hand on like, I know. A I'm like, oh, come on, do the punch, do, do the, the punch. punch. Grandmaster hoop. When Rayman punches people, he does this thing where he revs up his fist and he spins it and then he throws it and it goes like, God knows how far away. And it, it hits people, and it does damage, and it's really cool. It's really nice. I think I think you would like it. I I I, I think you would like uh, Rayman. Rayman's the cool kid on the block. Are you telling me to play the game? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Will you? <laughs> Probably not. Wow. Uh, okay. I like I like I like Rayman. You like your bat? I like oh. Ramon. I am fine with Ramon. Uh, so, look at us talking about Rayman. He's really, he's like a, he's not the main character. He's, he's just a background character. <laughs> well, no, it's not that he's a background. He's like tangential to the plot. You know, he's not like relevant to the plot until he becomes relevant to the plot, uh, which is a very fun idea for a character like Rayman because you would think because he is the most iconic person in this cast and yet he's jimmy fallon uh what what would happen if jimmy fallon was booted off right right it's 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 a it's an interesting take on the character and again it's going back to having fun um we mentioned it with bullfrog where it's like we we could have just had Ezio be the stand-in for assassin's creed but what if what if we didn't do that what if we just did something so stupid and made a frog an assassin. So I don't see that, that was, was the fun. best part. It like, was. They, I give them uh, credit for this. They really, they knew what they were doing. It's really difficult for you to have so many characters and have all of them be so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like I can't really name a character that that I taught anyway that was horrible. There were characters that I love more than other characters, but they were all great in a certain way. Yeah. Right. And no, that, I, yeah. they must be given credit for it. It's it's incredible, really. Yeah, I I, I agree because um, I mean, you do get some level of depth when you go from like episode three and four because at that point, you know, you start you start getting introduced to like a, someone like Sarah Fisher, which you know you get a whole segment dedicated to her. What Sarah I mean, Fisher? Actually, Sarah Fisher is the biggest mindfuck. Is Sarah Fisher actually a character in yes. like, the original? Yes. Okay. In the original Splinter Cell, she is the daughter of Sam Fisher. Mind you, that is all she is in yeah, the original like, Splinter Cell. Like yeah, she is just the daughter of the of the main like uh the the main government agent that goes into foreign countries and like assassinates people. That is all she yeah. is. And here they blew her up into a whole character. I'm like, what? Sarah Fisher of all I'm here for it, but I'm like, Sarah Fisher? Really? That that's crazy. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I thought because I played some of this uh, Splinter Cell 
Well, not, uh, yeah, Splinter Cell game, but I never remember her being an actual character. She's in the series, yeah, but, she's, yeah. She she's never like like. I think like once or twice, maybe you see her on screen in one of the games. You usually hear her mentioned. Like maybe Sam yeah. will call her up on on like in, in between a mission and be like, "Hey, Sarah, honey, how are you doing? Did you yeah. did you do this? Did you take out the trash? Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Stuff like that, minor stuff. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, Grandmaster, we were talking about Sarah Fisher. Did you like Sarah Fisher? Um, goodness, uh, are we, are we at the twist or just her in general? We're just, well, uh, I guess her in general. We're approaching. Um, we're we're I mean, approaching the twist. As, as a, as a character, you know, I'm starting to grow with her. Like, uh, you know, she wanted to, which I, again, at, at certain points, I didn't even really know who she was trying to take down. What in the beginning she needed Pagan alive, uh, but I forgot right. why she needed him alive. He um, never said. He never right, said. Right, right, right. I don't yeah. recall the mission, but you know, I was starting to grow with her. As far as you know, she could have easily blown up all of them from the get go if she really <laughs> wanted to. Clearly, she needed them. Clearly, then they start kind of working together a little bit, and then you know, shit hits the fan, and then she has those one v ones with Laserhawk, and you know, she's got that backstory and. I was like, wow, cool. She was like brain warped. She was a Rayman kid. Uh, mm, wow. Like, you know, wow. selling secrets to Rayman. I was like, oh, no, your dad was such a good guy. Like doing the good fight and you do this. Stan Fisher's a war hero, damn it. And so and, and then, yeah, I got to the point where I'm like, oh, it's a redemption story. She finally saw that her father was right. So I was really vibing with her. Um, you know, clearly I didn't play yeah. Splinter, so definitely uh, it, like I was also vibing with her. I was like, okay, and it was then... it's just a giant rug pull. That's what it was. Like you didn't think you were standing on a rug. You thought the twist was she's redeeming herself, trying to join the fight. Never once did you probably think that we could talk about it. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> God, because uh, she she meets up with Marcus, uh, and you know he's rightfully you know weary about trusting her, given her past and what she did, and you know she he convinces her, he convinces her, and we also got to talk right. about the twist as far as what Eden was doing to all those people. Wait, but well, like I think, oh well, my God, well, the twist, well, um, oh like the VR. The VR that was so that was hilarious. That was both funny and so dystopian. Yes, in, in, the in, Matrix. In, in some of the, it, literally, it's literally the Matrix, but like in in the funniest and screwed up type of ways. Because like, what is it? They um they they capture you right if you're if you're considered like a rebel or a terrorist or if you threaten the sanctity of Eden, you basically get put into this vr simulator where you're you're playing this this garbage version of crazy taxi where yep. you have to you have 30 seconds to like take your uh your your passenger to their destination and it's with bad controls because even marcus holloway was like what how do i how do i go forward what <laughs> <laughs> you get barely enough time if you don't make it in time 
you're getting electrocuted. But there's a twist to that too, because apparently because they're, it, con they're connected to like the robots in the real world that are like the taxi drivers. That are the AI, well, anything that's they're, AI. They're driven. the service. Yeah, they're just the. They work up right. the, uh, the workforce, the service force. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and it's like, I like how Rayman spins it as like, when they capture these people, they're supposedly being sent to like a, a, a reformation camp where they could eventually learn the good of Eden and be introduced back into society. Little does he know, they ain't ever getting out. <laughs> they, they, they are not being reformed whatsoever. And I mean, my God, I remember with Marcus Holloway when they showed that when they, uh, because, you know, this was during like the whole Splinter Cell like backstory with Sam Fisher, which by the way, that was that was a weird twist or, or I guess a, a strange version of the character. He doesn't have his legs. I don't know why. Uh, we assume he lost it in a battle or something. I assume I that he did, it, but it's yeah. it, it, it's a version of the character that I've I did not expect them to have in this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's he was still a badass though. He was still a badass. Yeah. He was still a badass. They need to give him a handicap. Um, so it was it was definitely interesting. Uh, but then you know they had that whole uh battle of the supermax or wherever they had their final battle at for the rebel alliance against the evil empire the oh what is now the wasteland it's called the wasteland and they lost they lost and anyone that was alive they captured them put him inside this vr headset and marcus holloway was stuck in there for eight years and I'm like, yeah, playing by game. <laughs> eight years, like nonstop, nonstop. I don't know. That was that was just so cruel and insane to me. I'm like, dude, honestly, I could see, I could see some government doing this to people. Uh, yeah, uh, but no. If mm -hmm. you think about it, it's a good reference to like the old video game from the PS2 era when you had to deliver things from point A to point well, B. That, that was the other thing about it. Give you time. Yeah. yeah yeah no it was it was a way the where spider-man pizza delivery mission i'm sure we it, all play spider-man it was a tribute <laughs> yes, on top of a uh twisted Just look at layers you know, right layers. Yes. Layers. yeah it. yeah when i first saw it i was like oh it looks like crazy taxi uh and then you know the the design too it looked like some uh they look like knees like dreamcast uh, type looking game mm -hmm. you know Oh, I guess Dreamcast, uh, yeah. Well, I, in all the video game references throughout the show, you can definitely tell which eras they were trying to kind of evoke. Emulate, so that yeah. one was very simplistic in nature. So it was like very early 3D type consoles and whatnot. Right. And yeah, just, right. yeah, on top of that layer, it was a torture device. Right, right. I mean, it was uh, eventually at least Marcus breaks free, and I, I I don't know what he's doing out in the wasteland. I don't remember. He's uh, forming an army. He's, he's building an army. Okay. He's building the alliance, the 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 rebel alliance. The rebel alliance. Uh, the and rebel he's the alliance. number one threat because he's out here doing watchdog things and you know being a cyber terrorist. Right. Uh, he's he's from Watchdogs, right? He's from Watchdogs Two specifically. Hmm. Yeah. Um. He's actually the the only good character in the Watchdogs. Like honestly, like Watchdogs, the first game is bleh. The second one, the second mm -hmm. game, is, which is the one where Marcus is in, 
That game is good. That game is good. That game is good. Yes. Um, Mark. So, what's it called? Marcus Holloway. He. Okay, so right, he eventually basically captures, I think, the warden and Dolph. Um, uh, they end up in the wasteland, and yeah, right. they get a hold of Dolph and um the warden, and, and you know they they have that one on one. Right. Which he very much is reformed. You're not and assuming there's a rug underneath you. Not at all. It was so well done because it was it's just very believable that she was like, I've seen that my father was right. Eden is bad. They're out here killing hybrids and putting these people in these pods and doing this stuff. Like, you know, and then even too, even her flashback too, it was very like gripping, like when she was like on the phone with her dad, and she's like, "Well, my dad's a traitor." <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she hates him!" <laughs> right? Yeah. Like honestly, it was like the character of Sarah Fisher was just it threw you for a roller coaster because it's like you like you get her story like first you know she's like the amanda like when she comes into the series she's like amanda waller there's something right. about her like she's working for her own gains but it's very like mysterious and all that mm. then like you get her backstory and at the beginning you hate her with her backstory you're like you little bitch it's like right no she did. threw her dad under the bus like, look at what um... you like and her dad was trying to get her out. Right. Like her dad was doing, was breaking every law imaginable so that she could be free. And then like, you see her kind of tell you, like she fools the characters in the show and she fools you into believing her story that she's like, oh, I want to be redeemed. You know, like I know, like I saw the error of my ways. I saw like, everything that i done i just want like i want to destroy eden from in the a, inside in a way the viewer is supposed to be uh marcus in this yeah. scenario because yeah. Uh, Mar yeah. like you know what sarah did in her past and now she has to convince you marcus that she's she's not the same person as she was before she wants to make a difference and i like marcus at first because marcus ain't buying it Marcus, Marcus is, is like not buying it in the beginning. He's like, listen, because of her, I was stuck in VR hell for eight years. I'm not just going to automatically believe her when she breaks down the door and says, yes, let's take down Eden. No, you got to work for it. You got to convince me. And she had to work for it. She had to work for it. And damn, what can the Oscar for 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 this yeah. year for best performance go to Sarah Fisher? Because holy hell, I... She did a good job convincing all of us. Uh, she convinced, I was convinced all of us. I, I was, was so convinced. I was and then convinced. the purple caution lights start flickering. A virus. And then <laughs> that's like, right. What? And then he looks at her. He's like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, no. It was a trap. And then not only that, she's, she drops the, you know, fool me once. Shame on me. Right. Fool me twice. Shame, shame on, you. on you. And I was like, wow. She really sold that like delivery and she transforms into this 
spider bot. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and again, well, this kind of like in a way skips to the end a little bit where, you know, the, that explosion happens. But I, it, it's another layer. Um, Sam Fisher, he could have at any point gotten cybernetic legs to replace what he lost. Because I imagine he had legs before, but you know through yeah you know through a mission he he ended up losing them um but he never once got cybernetic legs and there's a purpose to that because when sarah back when she was still in the academy being trained at eden um she was telling uh sam yeah hey, i'm, go I'm gonna, gonna get undergo, cybernetic enhancements i'm gonna i'm gonna undergo the, the cybernetic program and they're gonna fit me with cybernetics and sam loses it He's like, Sarah, you're going to let them poke and prod your body and make you less of a human? Like, what are you talking about? Like, he was so worried for his daughter. And fast forward to here, like, you see the spider legs come out. You're like, oh, oh, she yeah. she's no longer human. Yeah, she, no she didn't just do, like, uh, prosthetics and whatnot. She... She did the whole full thing. on everything face. I mean, you, you get revealed to that at the end, you know, well, yeah, full yeah, on, right. like uh cybernetic and it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and you know, some people, I, I feel like they're, they're really not getting the purpose of Sarah Fisher. Some people are saying they don't like Sarah Fisher. Like at, they, they think she's a poorly written character because they think wow. that, that she they they're saying and when i say they i'm saying like you know whatever minority of people want to say that this show was mid which by the way they're wrong but i mean some um, people have stupid opinion that's a fact <laughs> yes <laughs> that is true but to these people they're saying yeah sarah's a poorly written character because she flip-flops like what's what's the deal with this and it's like no she she's not flip-flopping she she is twisted from the beginning <laughs> As she, a child, she's been playing the game the whole time. She's been playing oh, yeah. the game like, the she, whole she, time. She's been playing everyone in the series, and she played us. And she played yeah. us. This was this was not her like having a sense of reform for like a couple of minutes, and then she realized, wait a minute, I could still be evil if I wanted to. No, she was evil from the beginning. She played everyone. This was like <laughs> she played forty chess <laughs> with everyone. Yeah, and, and she won. She won. Now, I'm, well, we'll see if she won in season two. Everything season she two. did was to get to Marcus and get in there. And she right. did. She got in. She starts hacking away. Uh, you know, and then she, uh, Marcus, he's combating her and he's doing great in that little Galaga 8-bit boss fight. Yeah, uh, that little hacking where he was yeah, hacking. And he's, yeah, and he's like, yeah. he's like, your virus ain't that hard. And then she starts turning on the people in the pods. Right. She, and God, yeah. Vicious. Them. Just, yeah, right through the head. I'm like, oh, she's so, bad. Like, there's no coming she's back. Bad. <laughs> she's, she's, she's bad. She's done. She's done. It's over. There's Kill no, her. That, that redemption arc is down the toilet. That is down the Absolutely. toilet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like, I got to say, like, if they manage to write a redemption arc for this bitch, wow. I'm just gonna I, say I, I, I can't. Uh, no, no, there's no coming back. But like I'm just impossible. saying, like, if they manage to do it, if they manage to do it, I'm just like I you know that'll what? Be they, difficult. That that'll be difficult, but they convinced me with this here where there apparently was never a redemption and there was there, never there was a twist, redemption. You thought the redemption was, that she was, was evil. 
Yeah. So um, we, like, we all got played. We all got played. We all got played. Honestly, um, like this series does a great job of playing, of playing you. Like, it does. It like does. Alan plays you. Yes. Alan Alan plays you throughout the entire series until his death. And Sarah, and then like, and also like that, because like you think, oh, the entire series is gonna be Dolph going against Alan. Yeah, Alan dies halfway. You mean Alex? Oh, Alex, Alex. Alex yeah. Alex, no, Alex. I I thought it was gonna be that too with Alex. I thought yeah, he was gonna be the the central antagonist, and you know, Dolph exactly. was gonna want revenge well, against him. Boom. So um, they interesting. Alex interestingly, that's a parallel right there. You know. Alex didn't fall for, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Dolph did not fall for Alex's plea, you know, at the very end where it was right. like, you know, hey, I, I still love you, Dolph. Uh, be with me. I did it Ooh, all for He just us. shoots him right there. You know, he shoots him right there. He's like, he's not having it. And then, uh, but, you know, uh, Holloway, he gives her the second chance. Right, you know, because oh, Dolph yeah. convinces him. Dolph is the one that convinces Marcus. Dolph is the final one. Yeah, Dolph. Because like yeah. Marcus is gonna. Marcus was literally like, he let Dolph go. It's like I have nothing against you, and then like Dolph is the one that convinces Marcus because Marcus is like hell to the fuck no, <laughs> and. Margaret, I I loved when she says like when she reveals like her true intent. He's and he's like, "Fuck, I should have trusted my gut." <laughs> he's like, "Yep." And I mean, she left a present for Marcus too. I'm sorry, for, yeah, uh, for um, Dolph too. Dolph. She uploaded yeah. that virus into his arm, and when it he was realized it too, yeah, uh, um, that was good. That was really good. It was she. She played everyone. She played yeah. everyone. This, this uh, oh my really gosh. It really Hold did a great job in that. Did did we talk about the live action bit? We skipped oh, over no. it a little bit. Oh my um, god! I'll I'll be honest. I was not too big on it. I um, thought yeah. that was such a cool layer. I'm throwing that out there. What layer? As in what? Like the the animation as, as far, or as far the... as yeah? Because there are video games like that. There are and, um, or. I saw this is a medium that do that. I mean, I, I've seen it inspired like from like Command and Conquer, like back in the day, they had like digitized live action uh, actors or Mortal Kombat, the OG Mortal Kombat. It's an inspired um, decision to go that route. Right. Um, I, I think the reason why I wasn't too big on it, I feel like. I mean, I'm assuming it's his VA. The VA that plays Dolph. Um, yeah, look like him. He didn't look like him. Oh, he, yeah. looked like a he looked like a different person. No, he did. Like, I, yeah, I, I assumed wasn't expecting Dolph was going to be like Andean or something. The guy was um, white as snow. <laughs> no, he was not. No, he was Were definitely not. Were you paying not. attention? Because you did step away at the end. You need to look at him again. He is definitely not white <laughs> as snow. He is definitely like a brown skin for sure. Uh, I think that was intentional. And that also gets me to think that all the casting was intentional because uh, the girl who played um, Sarah, that was her too. That was the voice actress. Right, right. Oh. 
That yeah. one, I, I thought she did look a lot like her. So, yes. no, that makes me think the character, the animated character models are actually based on the live action uh, voice actors. Like, they, they drew them out first. Because, right, you said Sarah wasn't much of a character in the... Right, or, I I could tell you. Oh now, yeah, like no, yeah, it was like Na- here, that was Nathaniel Curtis. So yeah, like it was the voice cast. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, how, however, Sarah Fisher looks like here that she does not look like that at all in in the games. Like if anything, this is a glow up for her character. Uh, this this <laughs> version of her. Yeah, um, Toasty, go look at this guy, Nathaniel Curtis. He looks just like Dolph. He's just probably not. Toasty gonna say ripped. you need a new pair of glasses. You need to look again. He's not white as day. I don't know where you're looking. <laughs> it was it was that digitized sprite. It was okay. Weird. You know what? Yeah, looking at him with the picture, he does look more like the character in his real life picture. But in the show, he didn't look that tan to me. There. But yeah, yeah I could see it right now. I think this is where like the plot kind of just also slowed down a little bit. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Well, for, for, for yeah. obvious they, reasons. They wanted you to relish that. Hey, look yeah. what we did. Yeah, yeah. They they wanted you to. They wanted time to tell the backstory of like Sarah. They wanted you to have Sarah and Dolph bonding and Dolph kind of you know peeling back his layers as well. He's not just this revenge uh, driven character. He he also you know. He cares for his friends. He he left Marcus Holloway to go save Bullfrog. He's like, hey, I'm going back to Eden. I'm going to save Bullfrog because he's going to be executed live on on television. Um, and uh, we get that fight sequence with, uh, you know, Dolph and the, the Niji Six. That was super cool. Yeah. So they're from a game? They're from a game? They're, so they are not from a game specifically uh they're loosely Niji, based on on characters of a game I like on, on a- they're loosely based off of rainbow six um because there's six of them and, and they're, they're a rainbow they're a rainbow right and i think niji is rainbow in japanese i'm not sure i think it is but that's what they're based on other than that no there's no like super sentai power ranger characters and all right so they just they just ran with the concept and said let them be our like uh, our rainbow six representation the the seven the seven of the uh power rangers like uh power rangers meets the seven from the boys well yeah sure yes the boys (laughs) right where they're just not good people at all they're not good people they're not good people but the one that the one that says bullfrog is Ramon. So let's talk about him. Um, Ramon, uh, before he becomes Ramon, he starts questioning. Uh, first off, someone from the board of directors, who we don't know who it is, but someone from the board of directors uh, tells Rayman, like, go talk oh, to no, the bullfrog. Know- we no, know who it is. The, oh, we wait, know who wait. it is. So like, talking about, like starting at the board of directors, another Assassin's Creed reference there. Well, let me tell you one. Oh, the, the, I knew, the Templars, yes. I knew that was coming as far as the Templars. I knew they were going to be the Templars. <laughs> I played group, Assassin's Creed group, too. The group is called Eden. The group is called Eden. Yeah. Oh, now oh, Eden. Eden. No, 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 no. yeah. Like, it, I, also, I also expected it too because I was like, Eden, Assassin's Creed, the Templars have to be here. 
Like, right. there's no way. Oh, which is, is still, I think, a good choice to have him sitting at the exactly. top. Exactly. No, no, no. Um, it fits him perfectly. So I who, think it was Sigma because when you go back to that final shot, the Sigma Raymond, chair is is missing. The Sigma chair is missing, and the Sigma yes. insignia is on the back of Sarah, implying that was her seat, right? Oh, is that what that was? Right? Isn't that is what it? it was? Oh, I just took it as Sigma's missing, and Sigma probably oh, was the one. No, I took it because okay, so all of them, um, so all the board directors they have like a code. So you have Alpha, you have Beta. I, I think there was Omega in there. They all have it. I did go back to um, rewatch some of the scenes before Ramon goes in and obliterates them. There is a chair missing. It, it's very hard to spot. Need but, to but, rewatch it. But, yeah. but there's a there's an empty chair amongst their their boardroom meeting. And then after Ramon does his thing and all the board directors are are done, the camera zooms in on a chair and like you said there's the sigma logo on it and you're wondering wait that chair doesn't have any blood it's missing at the end of this at the end of episode six when uh i'm jumping ahead but you know Dolph comes back and you know he does that cool thing where he's like beep and he blows his head up with uh sarah to try and take her out she doesn't yeah. die her skin is like removed now she's full cybernetic her neck has the Sigma insignia mm -hmm. on it. Oh, that is. And, oh, are you intrigued now, oh, Toasty? I <laughs> am intrigued. Is yes. Deep cut? <laughs> she is Sigma. She is Sigma. No, that is interesting. Yeah. So, so what I was going back with Grandmaster Hoop, I, are you saying, was she the one that told, uh, Rayman to talk to Bullfrog? Was that where you were? Oh, implying? well, I didn't think she was Sigma. I just figured Sigma told uh rayman to talk to the frog but this oh, would make sense okay. also too given the ending as far as sarah telling marcus if you want to change eden so bad you have to change it from, from the inside right and i'm offering you a seat a seat specifically a in seat. other words it's like pretty much her her game plan was as she, like she was saying it's like oh it's the same old board it's the same old men the ones that it's like she wanted to just like clean the table right soft she it's like she sees a part of her father's vision she just has a very sick twisted way of going yeah, she about has a very 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 it. warped logic and when it comes to like how the world should be right and right there could be some it's like i think that will let you add an a layer uh an additional layer to her saying it's like so maybe like what she was saying it like in like the virtual reality they were like half truths it's like, oh, like they Assassin's weren't Creed. it's like there were it's like not she wasn't being completely honest but she wasn't lying she was just saying right. what what you wanted to hear but she was but and the, like yeah i want to destroy eden but and sure uh, for my father my father was right but like she misinterprets everything that her father stood up for and it's like she wants to destroy Re uh, eden to create something worse 
Right, right. And whatever and that I, is, I think that adds. You're not sure. Like it, it um, adds even more to the characters. Just like this character is just twisted beyond comprehension. She's a well-written villain. She is yeah. great. Yeah. So anyone that's saying antagonist, oh, she... I'll, I'll call her the antagonist for now. Listen, she, she is that killed what a villain is? people. <laughs> she killed uh, innocent an, people. An antagonist is an op is the opposing force. A villain is actually, actually, but she she literally she, you know pokes may, somebody in the head and you know she, kill them. them. She she may have room for redemption. I it just you're, you're the guy twisted. in the room. You're the guy in the room that I can after fix she her. impales that person's head and Marcus says, "How dare you, you villain!" You're gonna say, "Actually, she's an antagonist. She's an antagonist, not a villain." We don't, but at this point, we don't know what's actually. We her don't know her motivation, Marcus. We don't, we don't know, know what's her, and we don't know what's the cybernetic enhancements and whatnot. I'm not leaving anything on the table uh, at this point, um, because I didn't even Fair. think she was Sigma. So there, there's obviously She's something larger there. at play here. So I'm, I'm very intrigued where she goes next with this proposal she leaves with Marcus. Now, what about Ramon? All right. Do you understand? He had his pun. That's his. He's the Punisher. That's his Punisher origin story. Yeah. Uh, as in like, <laughs> like, like literal, like, uh, like literal Punisher, not to mention, uh, Adi Shankar did a Punisher story for his, the thing you were mentioning, uh, the, the bootleg universe. He oh. did. He, yeah, he's got Punisher titles under him. Oh, oh, you he, know what? He, no, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that was like a weird thing. I'm like, oh yeah, he did Punisher. Uh, and he and... got he got Thomas Jane. I'm reading it now. He got Thomas Jane from 2004 Punisher to come reprise the role as Punisher. Wow, insane. So he, yeah, he's put. Ramon is freaking the Punisher. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I thought, could you buy a, Rayman rocking these uh, artillery weapons? And can I buy blasted? it? Yes, because I don't have this. Ugh, you haven't played Rayman? Ugh, you don't know about the Rayman punch? <laughs> if you saw Mickey Mouse coming in with like Uzis and blasting everything, we've already seen Mickey Mouse walk around in Organization 13 drip. With uh, Keith, right, <laughs> right, so. because because black cloaks are uh, cloaks are. If he if he pulls out guns. if he pulls out if he pulls out the sticky, I'm not gonna be surprised. <laughs> no BS, not. complete BS. No. <laughs> what else you got under that coat, Mick? Come on, Mickey with the sticky. <laughs> Gross. I didn't mind Ramon with the with, with the guns. It it's was funny. funny. It's it funny. Was funny, and it works too. It works. Call it, it off. Oh right, right. Because uh, he he did to stop the execution of uh, he, sa he yeah. saved Bull. He saved, he saved Bull, Bull, and he also he eliminated the people that ruined his life and took him for a fool. Uh, because like we said earlier. It, he was so gullible and naive enough from his world because that's how he was from his world. He didn't know what he was doing was uh, basically um, almost like a dictatorship in a way. He was he, he was the propaganda piece that was keeping the status quo in check. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he's he a poster know. boy. 
He's yeah. a poster boy. He's a poster boy. And and I like that. I, I like the because me going in here, I I kind of almost thought that Rayman was gonna be in a way kind of like a a piece of shit character, or he was gonna be like an evil person. And I'm like, I mean, I guess that could be funny, but that's not really Rayman. Uh, but I, I like this take better. I like this take better. Yeah, he's a, still like, a good person. It's but... how his naivete is exposed and how he kind of like he grows up. He grows up. He grow in a very violent way, but violent, he gr right? he grows up. He grows up, and I mean, we don't know of his fate. I mean, he eliminated the board of directors except for Sigma, um, and he's kind of just laying there accepting his fate. Whoever's gonna come in and I don't know, uh, arrest him or do whatever. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, but uh, we leave Ramon there. Uh, we 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 mentioned Dolph, you know, blowing himself up to try and take out um, uh, Sarah Fisher to no avail, and that's kind of where the that is where the episode ends. And Marcus is like, "Holy hell, what is this thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> she does not know how to die." <laughs> and uh, but then you get a little bit of a plot twist. Right, which again, yeah. another gaming reference. I, I want to say this is in reference to Undertale, but it, it may be in reference to other video games too of the same like. But you get this like 16 bit, 8 bit style uh version of like Dolph waking up, and uh, what is it? Uh, it's Sam, it's Sam, it's Sam, and what? Uh, it, it was like a backup. A backup is loaded up. We, we don't know if it's like. Oh uh, yeah, body. it was like a save file. Um, like yeah. a save file. Yeah, it goes to like a. Yeah, it goes to like the game menu, and then right. yeah, it asks continue. You hesitated. He hesitated. Like uh, he no. Hesitated, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Continue. And, and, and clearly, yeah, Sam is alive and well, and he's like, now this is the real fight. This is where we really fight. Which I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, but wait. That made me question because in the vision that um, Sarah had, she saw her dad get shut up like 20 times. So That's right. Are they going to yeah. explain how he lived? Well, this is going back also to some of the other characters we saw die in this show, um, like Jade, Paige. Um, yeah. We don't know why exactly there's a backup of um captain Laserhawk of dolph basically i'm assuming the mask um, because he was somewhat it, it could be that he's cybernetic um or Wait, could it, it, be, it could remember, be remember that they stole like a video game they, they did, did that, that, that was the mission, yeah at the beginning right? yeah they never explained what the hell was that they did not they did not. They did not I, yeah. I feel like if there's a again, you could just say it's the cybernetics of uh Dolph that let him, you know, back himself up or whatever. At the same time, it could also be that there are backups of the other characters. That could have been a memory um, yeah. card. It could have been a memory a memory card back tying it back to the games. There could be backups of Jade of Paige, of Sam, which is why we see Sam alive. Technically, so load up, load up save points, load, load up, up checkpoints. Loading up save points and checkpoints. Um, it could I mean, also be with Sam. The thing with Sam is we never got to see physically how he actually died. What we saw was a hologram 
that Marcus Holloway was showing yeah. um, uh, Sarah. For all we know, that ain't real. That's not how Sam... He still doesn't trust her. Maybe there was just a segment of... Or maybe also... Maybe maybe Marcus actually did think Sam died in that way. He he he, he thinks he's dead. But That's in, in typical Sam Fisher fashion, this this going back to his games, this man is like thirty steps ahead of of everyone. So him being alive, I buy. It's just a question of okay. So what did we see then in that hologram? He was shot up. Was that fake? Was that real? And there was a backup of him. We'll get that in a potential season two, but that's that's basically where the season ends. And I I feel like it left off in a great place. Um, now, like I think, could Alex Taylor have been working with Sam Fisher, and we never knew? Alex, te- technically, they would have both been fighting for the same thing, although different methods because. At least the version of Sam that I'm aware of, he wouldn't sacrifice people. To- well, yeah. the biggest the biggest thing too was that Dolph did not want to fight in the. He did not. Right. It, it right. was just me, myself, and I, and also Alex. Assuming Alex was right. Still Alex with him. kind of had a warped kind of sense of helping Justice. the cause. Yeah. Right. Um. So you know. Um, maybe alex is alive um alex could be alive if if sam is part of this leading the way and you know i i leave nothing on the table i think it's gonna be what the hell was that video game or whatever that they stole at the beginning because they never explain what the hell that is that could have been like a save file like a memory could have been card. a safe yeah you know what it, yeah. it could have just been a, a memory and, card and honestly like alex despite betraying dolph like alex he's very much like i think it's like obvious it's like yes you know like he does care about dolph yes because, no yeah that that's for sure because when pagan is like killed you know like while they're trying to escape and pagan like they shoot his leg they shoot his leg off he doesn't give a fuck yeah like alex doesn't give a fuck but with dolph he's like he's betraying dolph but like throughout the entire time he's saying like this is not easy on me i'm just doing what needs to be done um and i'm willing to make the sacrifices even if it includes sacrificing you which is the most important thing in my life So I wonder if that like file to a certain degree, if, if I'm not mistaken, Alex is the one that takes it away because like, he is the one that takes it away. So I wonder if like he saved something of Dolph there just in case. Oh, okay. Like saying, like, even like, I love you so much that even though, like, I'm willing to sacrifice you, there's no way I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose you. Right. Um, potentially, potentially. I mean, I I feel like they could go in a lot of directions with a a potential season two just because of how, I mean, we, we're going back and forth on this. This world is so big that anything is possible. And I like that because you don't have a lot of shows that can do something like that. Like 
I'm going to bring up Castlevania. Whatever our predictions are for Castlevania Nocturne Season 2, it is limited to a degree because, you know, it's like, okay, you know, they fight vampires, they're vampire hunters. It's 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 limited. There's a set rule that, that you have to follow in the context of Castlevania. With this, it could go anywhere. It, it really can't. And any theory is plausible. What Dr. Mondo mentioned is plausible. What Grandmaster Who mentioned was plausible. What Toasty, Toasty doesn't have good theories, but whatever he mentioned oh my God. is plausible. <laughs> like, you just never know. You don't know. You And that's what I loved about this show. It left on a cliffhanger, yes, but I am, I'm, I'm satisfied. I, I'm left satisfied with everything that we got in this season. Absolutely everything. I want a season two. At the time of recording this, no green light yet for a season two yet i would hope it does because we got castlevania greenlit like within a couple days uh, of it being watched castlevania had the backing this thing needs word of the mouth which i think it's getting if i'm not yeah, mistaken that was the mistake with this show i feel like nobody talked about it i didn't I know feel, about it until it came out i feel That's that works problem. it works in its favor it, it works against it at the same time like mm -hmm. really good word of the mouth will skyrocket this sh series but at the same time you know if you don't put the hype around it going in that obviously could be a detriment so it, right. here we are talking about it we are part of the solution uh, we are we will be the reason why captain laserhawk gets season two i they'll be thanking us when <laughs> We have cameos as rabbits in season two. Oh God, please! I would love to. Oh, see the like rabbits. I, I, I want to be an assassin. It's as simple as that, you know. Even if they you kill... can't speak French. Uh, he, he can be um. Tu parles français. Oh, oh, omelette du fromage. That's all I know. Je, je parle français. Je parle français. Toasty. Dosi's the only. Dosi, we we. Je Doctor Jace. Oui? Of course, I'm gonna do it with that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair with the assassin, they can always introduce other assassins. They That's can. Because yeah. he did. Sh he did say he was the last of his Yo, uh, brotherhood. Organization, Yo, but we know that's a lot. Give me, give me a oh, freaking no. coqui there. Give me a coqui. Oh wow, a cookie. That would, you know what? That would be hilarious. That You're asking good. for too much. No representation matters. Fine, fine. Give me, give no, me the black like, assassin. Like, I'm give just me asking for too much. You're asking. No, for I'm just saying, like that. That's some good assassination. You just hear that. We couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the whole point. It's too that, high pitch. That's okay that's okay um but season one was great i mean all right all right yeah. overall thoughts of season one i guess if you want to give it an arbitrary score I'm, I'm telling you guys right here right now 10 out of 10 this show was perfect well did, did it have problems yeah, a few. No, it's not perfect. No, give it a 10 out of 10, right? No, it deserves a 10. It, you don't have to be a perfect to get a 10 out of 10. You just have to do, you, do. you just have to excel yeah. so well in what you do, right? That whatever fumbles that you're on, because 
the only thing that I can say that that they fumbled on, and it's something so minor that I'm not giving it a 9.5 just for it. That whole thing with like the live action bit, I was like, eh, it was, it it was, it, I I wasn't a fan of that style that they chose to go with, and they stuck with it for quite a while. They're like, oh man, yeah, it really. Stuck it was almost like an this. entire episode. Yeah, it was. It was for like an episode and a half, I think. Um, it was just that one episode. It, yes. It, um, but outside of that, everything about this this show was fantastic. It's better than Castlevania Nocturne. I don't know if I'll go as far as to say, you know, better than first two seasons of of uh, Castlevania. I don't know if I'll say that. Um, no, but, it's not. Come on, we but, stop. But, but this show, Toasty, because I know what your garbage take is gonna be. <laughs> this show is a ten out of 10 and is there some bias for me because i'm aware of some of these brands and ips in here sure but underneath that layer layer is a really (laughs) fantastic show fantastic characters great depth and yeah just a fantastic mythos that i can't wait to see them expand on 10 out of 10 i was I, i was at that score earlier in the week and i was thinking oh maybe i'll calm down from then Maybe the 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 craze will go will you know simmer down. Nope, ten out of ten still. It's perfect. It's perfect. Nine point five out of ten. Nine point five. Okay, nines, nines. I like it. I like it. Now I'm gonna wait for the two people that are gonna give their their takes. Go ahead. Who whoever wants to give their wrong take first, by all means, step right up. Right I don't want to speak because I feel like I'm going to be in trouble. But Here, I'll go. Fine. The, the, fine. The circus, speak. The circus pet is set. No, I have to speak for the people. It's an 8.5. Um, I give it an 8.5. It was way better than Castlevania Nocturne in comparison because I think I gave Castlevania Nocturne a 7.5. Mm. And that was due to nostalgia, really, with the previous um, the prequel, I guess. Uh, this show was good. It did a lot of good things, but um, for me, I didn't like the live action. That was one part I hated. Absolutely hated that episode. And um, I don't know. I. It's an interesting show if you're an Ubisoft fan. If you're not an Ubisoft fan, it might still pull you in. But did it um, pull you in? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because of the humor, not because it was really Ubisoft characters. If that makes Did sense. Did you enjoy the the like any of the drama, the characters? I the, mean, yeah, the, the character were fine. The character story, I enjoyed all of the characters. I enjoyed the Bullfrog. I enjoyed Rayman, uh, Ramon, for example. I enjoyed the fact that you just uh, mentioned the Sigma thing with the chair. That's interesting. That's, that's a, that's a deep and that set up, like, oh. yeah, that set up the sequel, but. For me, it was still missing a little something. I demand higher level quality. A little bit of spicy mayo. It's missing the spicy mayo. Yeah, a little bit of spicy mayo. Um, yeah, it's as simple as that. It was it's a solid eight point five. If you don't like Ubisoft's thing, if you don't consume every Ubisoft game like Doctor J's, you're gonna enjoy it. But if you do like Doctor J's, obviously you have some bias. I'm assuming Ubisoft must be paying you for this. I'm waiting for my check. Go on. But yeah, that's it. Go on, Grandmaster. Go, go ahead. Close us out. I already know what's Don't coming. Oh, yeah, because God forbid I give it anything closely to the score I gave 
Quantumania. Why are you bringing up Quantumania? Ooh. This has nothing to do. I'm bringing it up because now you don't have to. There you go. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow! Wow! wow. And I Thanks. and I give it a nine because I think conceptually, uh, yes. <laughs> Hell a lot better than Eternals. Yes. Delusion. Uh, but again, very similar to Eternals. A, a cast of characters I had nothing, no idea about. And yet I'm walking away liking these characters a lot more than two thirds of the characters introduced in Eternals. Um, but no, I just think uh, it's, it's a fun concept. Uh, and I think they really did well with the just the sandbox style of you know, introducing these characters from all these Ubisoft IPs. And and again, I look at it, uh, it, it gives me Scott Pilgrim vibes. It's a love letter to video games. I really dig those moments. Those really made it stand out for me. Even the live action bit. Uh, it's not my favorite of the bits, but I like them being bold. Like they're doing daring things in this show. So I really enjoyed that aspect. And I, overall, it is an enjoyable show. The action, the characters. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I am. I do think it was a better outing than Nocturne. I did enjoy this more than wow. I did Nocturne. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a fun show. Uh, yeah. And I think you need more shows like this that strike that balance between seriousness comedy and then just overall spectacle there's not another show like this out that i can think of not no but you know i think this really highlights if we want to kind of say you know like this video game adaptation renaissance like um i wouldn't say adaptation but video game renaissance in general no yeah but i mean like Media as in like series, uh, movies, show, like shows. Well, that's why I just say Renaissance because they are simply now looking at video games as yeah, a like a worthwhile medium investment. Yeah, that they're like that they're cool characters. There, they're cool stories to tell, and like there's a lot that you can pick from. And uh, yeah, and that's what's great about the show is that it's not an adaption; that it can really just do its own thing. It just takes the characters. It takes the characters right. and explores and explores them in a variety of different uh, of different ways. But again, like this, just like highlights what like is going on now with video games. There we had Cyberpunk, the Netflix anime, the Cyberpunk which, Edge Runners, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, we exactly, have this. Yeah. We, I mean, have, we have Castlevania. We have Castlevania. Like, if we want to go to movie uh, we, in movies, we have Super Mario. We also we have the Devil May Cry coming out. Also, Devil May Cry that's coming out. Assassin's Creed that's coming out. We, I think, God of War is coming out in in Prime. I don't I know think when the hell that's going to be. A Splinter Cell anime that's going to be made too. Um, sure. At some point, yeah, it's. I think it's Ubisoft crazy. is finally saying, Let's stop there's making la- games. There's Last of Us as well. <laughs> There's The Last of Us 2. There's Sonic 3 coming no. out next year. Can you oh. see all of me walk into my Mr. 
mystery. Step inside. I don't watch Sonic, so that's that is me. that's the Shadow the Hedgehog theme. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we are indeed in a video game renaissance, and I'm for it. Give me more shows yeah. that are adaptations, and give me more shows that are even like this, that are just shows with the characters in them. I'll take it. And I don't know about you guys. I hope they keep doing the animated version of those shows. Because when it's animated, the limitations are uh, so much less than if it's live action. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's what... Yeah. Honestly, I'm not yeah. It's uh, live action. Wait, is what live action? The Assassin's Creed. I don't remember. I thought there was a yes, live... Yes, it is. It is yep, live action? Is. Yeah, okay. But it's going to be the no, same uh... producer as this show. Yeah, Addy, okay, you know what? Yeah, Addy, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Addy has been on a good track record. I, I know some people all of a sudden are starting to hate Addy for whatever reason because now what it's, did he do? it's popular now to hate Castlevania. It's popular now to hate like these video game animated series, and they're like, "Oh, if if he's attached to the 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 adaptation, I don't want to see." It. And it's like, shut the hell up! Like, no, and I, I think like. Piggybacking a little, kind of making a reference to what Grandmaster Hoop said. You like, you, you made a lot of reference, like Scott Pilgrim, like the Scott Pilgrim anime is coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I'm excited out. for. Yeah. We'll have to come I, back I, for I, that one. We are yeah. coming back. Scott Pilgrim anime is coming out, and I, I think it's coming soon. It's November. I November, know it's early right November, there. I'm pretty sure. We'll have to wait and see, but. Netflix been hitting out of the park with animation. Uh, say what you will about any any of their other works, uh, but they've been hitting it with um, animation and um, I guess live action too, to, to a degree with One Piece. Um, yep. We'll see if that uh, Yu Yu Hakusho show uh, <laughs> does wonders. <laughs> that live action show. Um, don't count your luck. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I think that about covers our thoughts here for Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. I think for the most part, we all enjoyed this series um, and we want to see a season two. How do they wrap it up in a season two? Do they leave some loose ends to maybe push it out to a season three, a season four? You could have a lot of fun with characters like these and I want to see more of it. And if any other... I guess video game devs are brave enough to try it. Do it with them too. I guess if you want to, you could do a Smash Bros. animated series where the characters are running around. This is Star just a template. It's Star a template. Fox is is swearing at Falco, and he's you know putting a gun to his head. And Look, I mean, least, I don't think they would ever. They wouldn't. Like they wouldn't. I think. At least if Metro, like if Samus is the badass of them all, like that, like that they're all like bickering between one another, and then like comes Samus and just puts them all in their place, and just saying like your teamwork sucks. I beat you all. I beat y'all's asses. I'm good with that. But the, that's all we hopefully, want. Hopefully, we can see the Smash first come come to life someday. We got the Ubiverse. We got the Ubiverse. Ubi the so, one nobody asked for. Uh, we, no one asked for this, but I'm glad we got it. Now I want it. Now Not I a want single it. person asked for this. Now now we'll see what happens with Ubiverse Season 2. But uh, I say that wraps up 
what we have to say here at the Yonko table for Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Let us know what you all think of a Blood Dragon remix down in the comments below, wherever you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Yonko table. Let us know if you want a season two. Let us know who your favorite character was, and we'll see you down in the comments below. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop and Supernova's Toasty and Dr. Mondo. How do you want to close this out? Oh, I know, I know. Mon ami, omle du fromage, assassino, rescuiac in pace. There. I threw in some French and Italian in there. <laughs>